grocery retailer had a refrigerant gas leak which cost $25,000. But it caused her to search for a better solution. And what she found was groundbreaking technology with geothermal fridges. And they worked so well they saved 30% on fridge electricity, which of course is a major expense in grocery stores. Ros White from White's IGA describes the new fridge system and also how they reduce waste in their stores, saying minimising waste comes from the top. Welcome to episode four of the Green Profits podcast. My name is Megan Carpenter and you can find lots more at megyn.com.au. And here we are with Ros White of White's IGA. Welcome, Ros. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, groceries is an industry with lots of waste, um, and from a retailer's point of view, what do you do to reduce the waste and but still maintain the profit? Yeah, sure. Look, it is a really significant factor mm-hmm. uh, that we continually monitor. Um, mm-hmm. We we proactively try and seek to reduce and minimise as much waste as possible because, mm-hmm. you know, A, if you bought product and it goes in the bin, yeah. uh, it's just horrible waste but it's horrible cost. So we have uh, a lot of measures in our in our business to try and mitigate uh, and reduce waste. So um, it's usually we, we put KPIs in place with our staff mm-hmm. so they understand that there's, um, you know, we've set budgets around what we call shrinkage. It's in the our industry it's called shrinkage, which is the same thing, waste. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we put strict measures in place to make sure that they, uh, you know, that you're going to have a certain level of waste, but you want to yes. try and minimise it. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, monitoring um, and measure and management practices that would um, be able to, you know, keep that on track and make sure that our team are aware uh, and conscious of uh, being mindful of how they order. So it all comes down to management, really. Right. So if you're over ordering, you can potentially have, you know, goods that aren't sold. So. You, it's very important to understand, you know, what sort of quantities you need to order in because it's fresh food. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, every supermarket has markdowns, you know, when, when goods are still saleable uh, but they're getting close to a use-by date. Mm-hmm. So it's good practice to make sure that all those types of processes are adhered to. Yeah. So then it would be important that whoever's doing your ordering has the proper training and, yeah. and knows uh, the, the system yeah. uh, to, to measure the, to measure mm. and to order the right amount yeah, of Yeah, that's right, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, well, the first thing is to create the awareness yes. uh, and set the set goals in place. So, mm. you know, as an organisation, we want to be responsible for minimising our our. Uh, waste mm-hmm. uh, and so you know if if that comes from the top and we set that agenda in our business and the expectation then you know the team will comply to that and they'll be they'll be conscious of it and aware of it and most certainly training is provided throughout the store to make sure that everyone has that understanding right yeah as a grocery retailer your electricity costs would be one of your major costs and your refrigeration would be a big part of that you've recently introduced a a fridge system that cuts your cost dramatically. Tell me about how that works and why it's so much cheaper to run. Sure. The commercial refrigeration system that we introduced uh, first into our store at Blah Blah in 2013 um, was, I'm very proud to say, was lo- locally manufactured. Right. And also um, 
designed locally by a uh, gentleman by the name of John Manslin. Mm -hmm. um, and what it has proven to do is reduce our energy consumption by about 30%, right. which has reduced cost as well. We all know that energy costs have been rising for many years. So mm -hmm. uh, it's been uh, an innovative way for us to be able to um, take, I suppose, control of being mm -hmm. able to reduce our energy consumption to reduce costs, but also to show some leadership around being environmentally responsible. Excellent. Well, 30% is huge. Mm. That's a huge savings. It is it? a very big savings. Mm -hmm. That's just in one store, and now we've rolled it out also in a second store, another store in this year, and, um, and also we're retrofitting um, some of our, our one of our other stores with the same kind of system. Wow. Well, so, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? If you're yeah. making that sort of savings, yeah. it's, it's worth putting mm. it in yeah, um, and it, making yeah. an investment. It is, absolutely. I think um, some of the reason that the uh, technology, it, it has a, a groundbreaking technology which is utilised to reduce the energy consumption. <clears throat> it uses a water-cooled system um, and it also cools geothermally, so it interacts with the underground to also help assist um, the cooling process because refrigeration and it creates a lot of heat yes. and so you've got to get that heat out uh -huh. um, and heat out of the store as well. Uh -huh. um, some of that heat is reused though for um, to heat our hot water so we don't actually then have to be using extra electricity to heat so it just heats naturally so we're, this, the refrigeration system the heat is captured to heat the hot water that we need to use so that reduces the um, consumption, extra consumption required. Um, it's got a water-cooled system, a bit like a radiator system. Um, mm -hmm. And so that is, um, and that also is just a, a very clever way of actually, um, you know, creating a cooling system, but also um, creating some, um, I suppose, reduction of, of energy consumption. Um, but also it is a closed-door system. So, again, that furthers the um, reduction of consumption. So every day there's a certain level of kilowatts that are, um, that are kind of used to run the system and whatever from all the electricity that we use. Um, and so, you know, any way possible that we can um, tap into, any opportunities we can tap into to reduce consumption is obviously better for the environment and better for our hip pocket. Absolutely. Well, you, you're a leader in the field and, mm -hmm. and by doing this, you're, you're inspiring others mm. to, to be in this situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. and it's actually quite amazing because uh, we took a real gamble on this. It was an untested prototype. Right. Um, and John Maslin had created these, the, the technology and, uh, and he wanted to test it. And... Um, and so, you know, we were prepared to do that. Wow. Um, and now it's been rolled out right across Australia and John has well um, subsequently now opened a factory in China as well. Wow. So it's... So he's expanding. He's expanding. We've got, you know, retailers in the network that um, maybe were once, you know, five years ago when we first did it were probably maybe a little bit cynical about it and question why we would be going for a closed-door system, you know, particularly on produce and fresh goods. 
Um, yes. But, you know, they've seen what the benefits are and now that's being rolled out. We have retailers come and see our, our stores and the system from right across Australia. Wow. So you're leading the way, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. So uh, was the motivation to change your fridge system, was it based purely on your cost factor? Uh, I think there were three major factors. A, we had an existing relationship with John Maslin. We had been, uh, we'd known him for 20 years. So there was a high element of trust. There was an existing relationship there. Um, and the fact that uh, he was a local manufacturer um, fitted with our locavore philosophy of supporting local wherever we could because uh, we know that that's beneficial on many, many levels, um, particularly in the local community. Um, and there was, of course, that element of, or the carrot, I suppose, to reduce cost. Yes. Um, and so, you know, of course, you're looking, as a retailer or any business person, you're always seeking ways that you can reduce costs and overheads yes. in your business. Refrigeration also uses a lot of gas. Right. Um, and, these ga and gas, this refrigerant gas, is not terrifically fabulous for the environment. So we, and they usually, are, the gas is stored in big tanks. Mm -hmm. um, and so around the time when the carbon tax was introduced, lo and behold, one week after it was introduced, refrigerant gas had escalated by 400%. Oh, gosh. Um, and blow me down, one week in, here we had a, ma we, a massive gas leak had been detected in one of our stores. Oh, you're kidding. There was detection systems in place but it was undetected until the ga until the tank actually was empty. Oh. And so even though we had all the measures in place to try and control it, control it, mm -hmm. any loss, there was a pinhead hole which created an ongoing long-term gas leak and um, it resulted in a $25,000 gas bill to re... Oh, to, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's a horrible story and not, you know, one that you would probably proud to talk about, but it's just what the reality was, yes. you know, and what can happen. So the one thing that we really, really interested us about John's system is there was absolutely no way that can ever happen again. You can, We can never, ever lose that amount of gas into the environment ever again because his gas is contained in 2kg, um, tiny, tiny little, um, a tiny resource. Oh, okay. So it absolutely mitigates that ever happening again. Oh. Um, which is um, obviously something that, you know, again, we want to be responsible for our environment and try and control whatever we can. Yes, yeah. And, and you're, a, you're a big supporter of the, the local culture and, and buying and supporting local producers and growers. What's the advantages of buying local for you as a business? Yeah, thank you for recognising that. You know, our local um, philosophy, we introduced formally into our business in... Um, 2013 where we launched it officially but we've been doing it a very very long time before that the local mm -hmm. for culture was just a you know a, um, a pillar that we introduced into our businesses to recognize that um, through a through a symbol where mm -hmm. consumers can come in and identify what is a local product uh, by seeing our local for symbol lorry local for we call it um, so it's been a really in integral part of our business for a very long time and very very important to us um, the advantages of I suppose uh, embracing a philosophy such as this or a culture um, is to create awareness within the community about all the wonderful things that that represents 
and how that ripple impact can flow right throughout a community, whether that is diversity and choice to consumers because, uh, you know, they can come into our stores and buy things that they may not necessarily be able to buy anywhere else. We, I'm very, very proud to say that we've supported new and emerging, many, many, many new and emerging suppliers and producers um, and give them, given them the first platform, I suppose, to launch their products. Um, right. So that gives me a great sense of pride. That's great for them because, uh, you know, and they've gone on to be very, very, very successful. So that adds vibrancy in the community. It creates jobs. It, it creates a, a buoyant local economy. Um, it does so many wonderful things. It, it, I'm a massive believer in it. I'm deeply passionate about it. It's probably the one of the you know the things that I'm most proud of in in what we do to be different. Yes, oh, well, you, that's a brilliant thing to be doing mm. and supporting local businesses, local yeah. growers and producers. Mm. Then they grow. They, yeah. as you say, they they're in the community. They mm. they give back to the local community as well. It's a, yeah. it's a win win. It yeah. is, and when they start to flourish, uh, you know that they they will create their own ripple impact, and so it goes on. Mm-hmm. But the other benefits of of um, you know focusing on buying local produce in particular is it hasn't been transported across across the country. And when you come back to being yes. environmentally responsible. Uh, you know, if I'm buying my pumpkin from, you know, the local grower, uh, the avocados, the mushrooms, the strawberries, the pineapples, the eggplant, the lettuce, I could go on and on and on the, the, the broad um, spectrum, you know, products that we supply. And I mean, I'm not even into condiments and sauces and, yes. you know, all sorts of things like that. We even sell local sunscreen. Um so, you know, all of that product just comes straight into our stores. It hasn't travelled hundreds and hundreds of kilometres. It hasn't travelled to Brisbane and back again or it's just travelled 15 minutes, you right. know, from 15 minutes away uh, directly into our stores and we put it... You can't get fresher than that either. Yes, yeah. And we're so lucky here on the Sunshine Coast. We have all the, mm. the local food producers, etc. Yeah, we do. Right we have an abundance. An yes. abundance. We're very blessed to have an abundance of producers, suppliers, growers... Here on the in, in, you know, there's a strong agriculture, um, agribusiness uh, network here on the Sunshine Coast, yes, uh, and we, you know, we're very involved in that, uh, and you know, really excited and thrilled to, to have this opportunity. Mm, brilliant. So let's talk about ethics, with profit being the the aim of business. If you select products that are not as profitable but are ethically better, do you see um, as a retailer how this could benefit you? Yeah, absolutely. I think ethics in business is important. Uh, probably not enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to stand firm with my integrity mm-hmm. in in the community. That's important to me. So, um, being ethical in business to me is respected and acknowledged, both by consumers and and by you know people in the community. But mm-hmm. mo- most importantly, it's important to me. Ethically sourcing um, through social enterprise, we have a we have a mix or a balance of different product lines that come through our store that that mean and you know all different things. So mm-hmm. whether it's the local products or whether it's products like the Thank You range or other social enterprise products that people resonate with and um, you know understand what that represents. You know, it's it there's a whole myriad of things. It's it's a mixed gamut. Of yeah. things, you know, it's not one stream or one approach. Uh, you know, retailing 
particularly in the in the grocery industry, you know, where you've got tens of thousands of products. You can just imagine how multifaceted that is. Ethics is a, a vital part of doing that. Yes, absolutely. There's many uh, things you need to comply with, uh, with the regulations and you know, especially around packaging. And we've recently had the, the single-use plastic bag ban in Queensland. What are some ways that, that you as a business meet the packaging regulations and, and how do you keep the packaging down? Yeah, look, I think it's a great initiative that, that you know, that we've um, eliminating the use of uh, the single-use plastic bags because everyone loves it, particularly in the environment where we live here on the Sunshine Coast and, and the, in the beautiful ocean and wonderful, beautiful animals. And uh, so I think I, I really uh, applaud the government for, for introducing... Um, the elimination of single-use plastic bags. I think we can continue on to uh, reduce uh, the use of packaging. I think um, it's about educating our consumers and finding new ways to um, to avoid using too much packaging. Um, there is a few challenges around compliance and regulation. You know, as a retailer, we must adhere to the law, mm-hmm. and uh, there's different components of the law which we have to be mindful of with packaging, which relates to weights and measures and that sort of thing. Right. Um, because you know, if you were to bring in your own bag uh, and fill it full of apples and uh, put it on the scales. Uh, you know, we would have to be mindful that, you know, I can't be charging you for the cost of your bag, so you, you, we need to limit or delete that tear weight of that bag off so that you're not paying that extra on top of your apples. Right. So we just have to be... So compliance is also a really integral part of packaging in, uh, or measure, I suppose, to be mindful of if yes. we're going to be able to answer this, this matter ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, one of the biggest family budget items is the grocery bill. So people have a choice as to where they shop. Um, many people actually aren't aware of the, you know, the food and, and the groceries that they're buying, where it's coming from. What do you do as a retailer when you're purchasing uh, these products? Mm. Yeah. yeah, look, absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got, you're very conscious that the consumer is very savvy. They know their price and, you and you know, it's very important. We're always very mindful that we uh, and conscious that we deliver the best price possible to consumers because we know they have a lot of choice. Yes. They can shop uh, wherever they want to. Um, if they choose to shop with us, it's a great privilege. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we are delivering the best value to our consumers that we possibly can. So buying at the right price... Uh, is important. Mm-hmm. Selling at the right price is important, uh, and and in between, as a retailer, that's where you have to manage your gross profit or your margins. Yes. So it's important we stay, um, you know, viably sustainable, uh, so that we can continue to deliver um, to our community and serve our community, and you know, employ people and and stay responsible and give back to the community, all those things. So we need to make sure that we manage our, our margins so that we can, we stay profitable. Um, but, yes, we're very mindful that and understand that, you know, it's, it's tough uh, for consumers. You know, they've got a certain amount of money in their pocket mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, buying groceries, you know, they shop around fair enough, yes. you know, as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you do and I respect that. 
and I respect every every single one of our consumers. So we aim to deliver the best possible price to our consumers uh, mm -hmm. because we know that uh, that's important to them. Mm -hmm. Do you donate to any um, charities uh, and and how does that affect your bottom line? Do you? But yes, look, actually quite funny that you might raise this because we're actually just um, having a talk to uh, a local charity. We certainly do have um, a strong corporate social pillar in our business and, and you know, we, we, you know, spend a lot of time and energy supporting local charities yes. uh, because that's really important to us. Oh, brilliant, yeah. So, Ros, where to from here in, in your white side GA empire? Sure. Filled, filled with lots of beautiful local products, but we're also capturing new, um, new kind of opportunities that are coming through, which are global trends, which people and consumers are really interested in health and wellness. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's, there's um, you know, there's, I suppose, a responsibility. We have a responsibility to make sure we're responding to that because... If consumers are seeking it, it's my responsibility as a as a retailer to respond. So we we are introducing a lot of um, you know doing a lot of research to understand what our consumers are seeking, and then we're responding to that. Well, Ros, it's been an absolute honour to to have you on the show. Uh, I admire everything that you do. I appreciate uh, all of the the things that you do in the local Thanks. environment for the environment for sustainability and. Um, Thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. <laughs>